0: Welcome to the Developer Spotlight on the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In the Developer Spotlight, we sit down with VR industry professionals. This week, I'm hanging out with Jim Norris, designer over at Soul Assembly, the developer of Drop Dead the Cabin. Jim, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. (laughs) It is a pleasure. And while we're saying thank you, we've got to quickly thank our sponsor, Asterion Products. They make VR stands, mats that keep you in your play space, keep you from punching your children in the face, hopefully. Uh, (laughs) Check them out on Amazon. Full Dive 10 saves you 10% off. I'm excited to have you here. For people who are new to it, haven't heard of the Drop Dead series, do you want to give us a little background on IT, the studio, and what you do there?
1: Sure. Um, So, Drop Dead um, Dual Strike, or the original Drop Dead, has kind of been around since, I think, the very first iteration was sort of Gear VR days, so even before the regular headsets. (laughs) Um, So you'd remember just tapping the side of your cardboard box or whatever it was you were using. So it's a long-standing kind of IP. Uh, It was a real sort of nice entry level shooter for people back on the quest one and quest two days, you know, it's on rails, um, really short play sessions, um, giving people a lot of time to kind of pick their shots and choose what they want to do and a nice narrative sort of thrown over the top like a sort of quirky kind of slapsticky vibe. So Soul Assembly Studio started as a sister studio to Pixel Toys, which was the original creators of Drop Dead, but they wanted to focus a bit more on mobile titles. And there was a core group of people that still wanted to focus on VR. So we kind of started our own little company and took the Drop Dead franchise with us. Um, And we released Cabin in February, which is kind of the spiritual successor to Drop Dead. So... We're pushing things a little bit more. You know, it's free movement. It's definitely a lot harder than uh, Drop Dead. Um, But you do learn and progress as you play through the game and get better. So it was um, a chance for us to kind of spread spread out a little bit more and try Mm -hmm. and push the brand a little bit further. And and, uh, so give something that either new players or people who have been playing Drop Dead forever, give them a new challenge, but but staying within the same kind of brand
0: and true to the ethos of Drop
1: Dead, I guess is my
0: long rambly version of what Drop Dead is. (laughs) No, I like that. And you're definitely- (laughs) right it feels like just an opened up version of it you you open the game and you land in this creepy cabin and somebody's already obviously living in the zombie apocalypse they barricade up some of the windows and stuff but once the zombies come those barricades don't last long and it is stressful and it is fast paced yeah yeah we wanted to up the sort
1: of you know player intensity the requirement of decent aim you know you can Take everything out with body shots, obviously, but headshots are king. So it's it's a bit more skill based, I think, than the original Drop Dead. But um, you do you do get your bearings pretty quickly, and eventually make your way out of the cabin and and off mm-hmm. to some of the uh, uh, external test sites
0: as well all just trying to get out of there. All just trying to escape. Yeah, and it starts you off with a revolver, uh, which is nice because it's scalable a bit for how difficult it is. So with the revolver, you can choose fully manually reloading. You can choose a little bit simpler to kind of help you through, but a revolver's got six shots. So you quickly realize, do I waste half my mag basically taking out a zombie with body shots or do I get good at headshots? And that takes some skill with the way they move. That was a fun part.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and the, the revolver's like the sort of, signature gun of drop dead. It's the first gun Mm -hmm. in every drop dead game. So we had to give you the revolver at first, but um, there's a few other ones in there. And if you play with a friend, you'll find some other kind of uh, sidearms to, to accompany, but generally speaking, people always fight over the revolver. As I think in the beginning of the game, (laughs) it's, it's curve is quite high, but the pistol does end up overtaking it in the end. Um, So don't, don't sleep
0: on the pistol. I always tell people. (laughs) Well, and there's some melee to it too. Kind of tell us what's the basic, like what's the game loop? What's your goals in the game? How do you progress in it? Well, I, I, I always tell people it's kind
1: of like Groundhog Day meets Cabin in the Woods with a little bit of Stranger <laughs> Things vibes over the top of it. So you, you're you kind of plunked down into the the middle of this cabin. You don't really know why you're there. Some strange robot starts talking to you and saying, thanks for joining the experiment. We hope you have a great time. You're probably going to die. Um, <laughs> and within within a couple of minutes, you've got zombies beating on your windows, trying to get in through the doors, um, and you sort of figure out you've got this power system that you need to get get up and running, some Crazy pilot kind of sees a faint signal, starts communicating with you, says, Hey, charge up this generator so you can get this beacon going. It's old and I can use it to triangulate your signal and I'll come in and pick you up. um sim- Sounds simple, right? 15 minutes yeah. goes on the clock, but those dang zombies keep messing with the power system, either the generator or the battery. So you're kind of juggling those two while also trying to get as many kills as you can. Unlocking doors within the cabin, you can kind of choose which path you want to take first. Um, And then you've got to go venture further away from the cabin to find more fuel to come back and power the generator. So it's, you start out with, you know, zero stats, but as you play and as you, die and and are reincarnated as it were, you'll you'll have a there's a meta progression system that will kind of level you up, making things a little bit easier, giving you more health, making your guns do a bit more damage, making the ammo you collect give you a little bit more. So the more you play, the better you get, and eventually you'll hit that sweet spot where you glide through the whole game. You make it to extraction. Um, and then it's just about posting leaderboard scores and competing with your buddies and
0: seeing who who can finish the fastest. (laughs) So in the game death is not a game over. Death is part of the process of getting better yeah it's all it's 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 a way
1: to learn really in in this so it's i guess you could call it a rogue light in certain Mm -hmm. ways because you don't really know what guns you're going to get when or where they're going to be or where the fuel's going to be from run to run to run so we we change it up a little bit to add some randomization to the game so Mm -hmm. each experience is a little bit different um and recently we've added we did we've done a few updates um and we've added in difficulty modes now so for those that find even the standard experience a little bit too hard we've we've dialed it back a little bit but if you want even more of a challenge we, we've really ramped it up so make it tougher and then the last version is it's tougher also you don't get any of your meta progression perks so you're just it's like you're a brand new baby every time but playing against even harder enemies so i personally have
0: never beat it on that difficulty but our, our qa <laughs> team can do it I, I bet they can. That would make sense. But I played it single player when I tried it out. I feel like this game feels like it probably shines in multiplayer. Tell me about the differences in the difficulty, the progression, and how it kind of plays in single versus multi.
1: Well, I think, the I guess the biggest difference is obviously having a buddy there is mm-hmm. huge. And when you die as a solo player, there's no, there's no chance to revive. But if you die with a buddy, we have two different ways that you can sort of resurrect them. One, you give them a little high five because... Oh. Who doesn't love a good high five? <laughs> or if you've got a carton of milk, you can which you can use to drink yourself to heal up. You just you can walk up to them and actually feed them the milk. <laughs> we don't actually tell anybody that uh, in the tutorial or, any, or anything, but some people have figured it out, and it's quite fun to be able to feed some milk to your buddy to, to bring him <laughs> back to life. But I guess the other big the the other big one there is with two people, you've got to manage your ammo a little bit better, and you've got to share and swap because. Mm-hmm. There's only ever one shotgun and one machine gun in the entire map per playthrough. So if you've got all one ammo for the other, I've got the ammo for the one you've got. We've got to stop and sort of share that as well while we're in the middle of, uh, you know, being rushed by three Exploders and a, and a Fat Pete. So it's it's a little bit more, I guess, resource management intensive as a two-player game, but also you've got the benefit of your buddy there. You can send him off to to watch the generator while you're watching the battery. So you can really strategize a lot more and sort of plan out, a, a different way to kind of play as as a, as a co-op experience and we would like to we're, we are going to look to try and add a few more players into the mix um in future updates as well we want to see if we can get a few more people in there
0: well and speaking of future updates you've got an mr mode that's coming right what's the when's that come out tell us about what that's like versus the original game
1: so that'll be coming out on the 25th of october um and we just released a big patch recently to to coincide with the launch of Quest 3, to update the graphics of the cabin. Um, so with this MR mode, it's, it's it's well, it's very different, I guess, but also very much the same. This is a very designer answer to give. But it, so you, you got to think about um, the experience, like designing the experience, we kind of look at it from a central out perspective because I don't know what your room is going to look like at your house when you want to map that out. Um, so any you could, you could go from a two by two, room to a 15 by 15 we're talking meters here not uh, not feet <laughs> um but uh but so two by two it, feet would have been pretty small
0: <laughs> yeah you just just in a, a
1: broom closet just <laughs> slapping zombies but it's it's a similar experience you know you go through um the quests kind of room generation feature which is really slick on the quest three it'll pick a boundary for you You can put your walls up, you draw windows, draw a couple doors, put a table in, your couch, your sofa. So we've currently mapped things out for the door, the window, your table. Um, And they do know where your sofa is, but we don't draw a special sofa on. It just uses yours. Hmm. Um, But then all the enemies will interact with the elements that you've mapped out for your room. So they're still trying to get you. But instead of a, a battery and a fuel cell, a fuel generator, there's this big transmission dish outside. So the cat the, the pilot's still trying to come and get you, and the zombies are hitting this this dish, and then you have to play a little mini game that that spawns in on your table wherever you decide your table goes. So you're doing this little mini game again while shooting enemies. Cool. But it was it was really fun to design because because we don't know what every room in the world is going to look like, we have to be sort of really kind of catch-all-y with our design. So, you know, you'll look out a window and we always make sure that the radar dish is within eyesight from a certain angle at the window. Um, we have events that happen to empty walls. You know, people, something will come in and smash your wall down. Something might smash your ceiling down Ooh. a bit later. Um, so it's, uh, we got a little weapon spawning rack that, shoots up and then will turn and face you in the room. So it kind of follows you around a little bit. So there are all these very interactive pieces attached to your actual room. And and honestly, I found that mixed reality Almost seems more immersive than virtual reality, just mm-hmm. because you're grounded in your own personal space, but yep. there are virtual elements to it. So it's like looking at your room in a completely different way. We, we're having a lot of fun with mixed reality. I think as a studio, we're going we're gonna to keep messing around with it, keep trying out some new things. Um, so we're, we're pretty excited about the Quest 3. It's a pretty powerful device with the depth cameras and a, and a really nice pass through. And there are other devices coming <laughs> that people have heard about, I'm sure, by now um but yeah it's just been a lot of fun so we we, we just wanted to test this this technology out ourselves kind of get grip get, get grips on it and we wanted to give something more to the cabin and drop dead community because the fans have all been great and so we we're releasing this update for free it's um we put a lot of time and hard work into it and um, we hope people enjoy it they'll be able to get their hands on it on the 25th of october so we're pretty pumped to see what people do with their rooms and and who gets the
0: the, the best leaderboard score the quickest Definitely. I love that because you were talking about the immersiveness of MR versus it. And before MR, thought them, you know, the most immersive VR I have ever tried was when you go to like a zero latency and it's real world locomotion. You're using your own physical legs. But at home, that wasn't really an option with VR. People's rooms aren't big enough. It's too dangerous with objects in them. But now in your game, you're in mixed reality. You're no longer using the joystick to move around. Obviously, you're walking around your own home. It's a total change, I'm sure, to program. Yeah. It's
1: <clears throat> yeah, it, it it's it, it definitely comes with some struggles. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to make a few sacrifices design wise. And and we still want to try and create an experience that people who want to stay seated can enjoy. So we're, we're going to look to add in more accessibility features to the MR mode. But this first crack, we really wanted to take advantage of, as you said, you know, your own body ambulation, like I'm moving around my room. This is so cool. But yeah, the the other issue that we found is um, the boundary, the VR boundaries and MR boundaries, kind of are at odds with each other. So mm-hmm. we're 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 recently just figuring out that hey what happens if somebody makes a really small boundary and not and their room is bigger than their boundary which oddly enough the quest headsets just kind of do for you automatically so um it's it's fun to be on the cutting edge but you find Mm -hmm. there there are issues that pop up that you never knew were going to happen until you start getting live testing and beta testing and so we're just scrambling at the last minute to make some some changes but it all works great if you make a nice boundary the size of your room and a room the size of your room You can get in at some windows, and you're you're going to be popping headshots of zombies walking through your neighborhood. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's it's just fun. I just love it. I love mixed reality. I honestly think it's it's the most immersive XR experience that 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 is out there at the moment.
0: So I I'm surprised by it too because a lot of people when the Quest three was coming were like I don't care about MR. I just want to know the VR side of it. It's like, and I always tell them, you may not, but try it when you try it out because you may suddenly find that it's way better than you expected and all of a sudden you're not worried about crashing into your couch crashing into your desk you see the real world and with what you're doing in your game it makes a lot of sense because the problem with a couple mr games that i've tried is it put in a door in the wrong spot it put in a window in the wrong spot and you're letting people map those because it's it's a little immersion breaking if it puts a window and it's not where your window is or a door is in your hallway you know Being able to set it up to your actual space is what you really want to do. And that's how I'm going to be demoing the quest to people moving forward is games like yours where I can set up an MR experience, have it ready for them, hand them the headset and they just go, how is this hat working? Like they didn't have to set up. They don't have to know. And that's the magic of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have to do. So we had to make some choices like we do Mm -hmm. force players to have one door, one window, Mm -hmm. one table just because we deemed those critical to the experience if you don't put any doors or windows up then (laughs) nothing's gonna happen no one's no one's coming into your room you know so (laughs) well until round three but but it's Mm. better to have the the other ones going so yeah we we've done a few things like you know restricting it and saying you've got to put these in so if you unfortunately don't have a window in your room if you just live in a (laughs) closet or something we'll still make you put a window on there but then you have all of a sudden you've got a portal into a new world and Mm -hmm. your door is your actual door and you have zombies beating on it it's it's a lot of fun. And I think Meta are going to add more features. We're going to keep watching those and, and trying to fold those back into this mode as we go forward. And it's just really exciting to be working on something that no one else has really worked on before. So yep. um, so far,
0: it's going really well. Um, I'm just... super excited for people to play. Yeah, you are completely on the cutting edge, which is really exciting. And you touched a little bit on what the limits kind of are. I was curious. So with MR, obviously Quest 2 when it launched was not what the Quest 2 is now. Tons of updates have come. We've gotten better refresh rates and hand tracking has improved. So I imagine Quest 3 is going to improve over time. But right now, what can you actually get away with? Like if I was in a little cabin with two rooms, can I program this thing to be that cabin? Or is it one solid stationary room I'm in? How does that work?
1: Well... You can't, I mean, you can map out, I think I mapped out our entire office the other day. It it will let you make a room as big as you can possibly. I mean, I don't know what the upper limit on a room is. Now, Mm -hmm. again, the limitation here is that you still have to set up your own VR boundary. And your VR boundary is kind of limited to about a 10 meter squared area, I would say. So as long as your cabin is the size of a boundary, then you can map it one-to-one with the room. We'll start seeing some issues where people make a room and their boundary only covers half of it. And then you try to walk to the other side of the room and it'll you know cut you off because of the boundary. So Mm -hmm. I imagine something will be discovered or some agreements will be struck and and we'll, we'll be able to get a bit more freedom with some of that. But It's also a safety concern, you know, Mm -hmm. some of these virtual objects, like if I, how do I explain this on a podcast? If I put a (laughs) door um, on a door and somebody walks and pass through in front of that door, they're gone, like you don't see them anymore Mm -hmm. because you're just seeing the door. So it's, we're trying to keep, keep an eye on that to make sure our experiences are safe. But if you go out and do a nice little cabin in the woods that has a, you know, four windows, two doors, a nice big sofa, a huge table, some plants. You can map all of that stuff out, and wow. the enemies will, will react to those objects, either by jumping on top of them. We might spawn weapons on them. The enemies will path around them. So um, the more meta adds in, the more we can incorporate into our game. And, and yeah, I mean, someday it might even be fully automated, where you just flip on a game, and you walk around, and it's adding. It knows where a window is, because mm-hmm. it doesn't do that right now. It can find your walls quite easily. But the technology doesn't know that's a door, that's a window. It just knows that's a flat surface. This is a flat surface. So yeah. Yeah, I have no doubt that once that technology levels up, the games will also start to level up with it. And it's it's just it's just exciting all around, to be honest. So. Yeah, we're we're enjoying it. We're going to keep updating and and adding in all the new goodies as they become available to developers. And um, so yeah, it's it's like a it's like a passion project, but also a, a live experiment at the same time for us, really. So it's it's pretty. We're we're eager to see what people think about it and in, in ways that they would want to see us improve that we maybe haven't thought of yet. So I let us know. That.
0: Join the yeah. Discord. So There you go. Join the Discord. Tell them them what you want. I love that. And your studio's got experience. Like, you've developed more than just the Drop Dead series. Is there other games that you've worked on you want to highlight or kind of tell us about? Well, so I just started there,
1: coming up to my two-year anniversary pretty soon here. So I've been all cabin all the time Mm -hmm. since I started there. But we released um, Battle Sister a while back, which is a great games workshop um, shooter where you play one of the Battle Sisters, um, you know, like an eight-foot-tall just absolute champion of badness. Um, and it's a single-player experience with some multiplayer elements to it, but it's a good little single-player campaign. And if you love um, Games Workshop and um, Warhammer-type stuff, it's definitely one to check out. We ported it to Steam recently, too. So if, if PC VR is your thing, you can grab it for that as well. Um, and then, obviously, our whole Drop Dead franchise, um, all the old ones have been up and everything for the Quest 3. So if you've just got a Quest 3 and you already have Drop Dead, go give it another play it looks even better now performs even better now and we've got some other stuff in the mix that I can't talk about yet but we're um we're just having a lot of fun our studio's growing you know i think we're almost up to 70 people now and that's about double since um, i started over over a year and a half ago so yeah we're just we're going to keep making cool VR stuff, and we hope we hope people keep playing it, obviously, because that's the way we get to keep making it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'm I'm stoked. I'm really excited for the MR side of this, too, because I feel like so far, Quest 3's got great MR, but I haven't found that one. That's like, when my friend comes over and has never tried MR, what's the one I'm going to put them in? And I can't wait to try out your mode, because it sounds like it's going to set up all the right things. I have a weird living room, so the first Encounters game that comes on the Quest 3, the problem is I have, like, a wall that stops and then you can walk around that wall to go to the rest of the place and so it just kind of sees that as like a solid wall and it might have things breaking through part of the hallway that aren't quite it's not quite where it's placed but i could put a door there instead if it allowed me to you know put a door there and so this seems like this might be the one that's finally like okay i can set this up get it all just right and then hand someone on the headset and just blow their mind
1: yeah i mean it's Again, it'll be interesting for us mm-hmm. to get an idea of what people do with their room setups because we've tried as many different things that we can think of. But as soon as you, I always say, as soon as your game goes live, the hours of testing goes from probably like, you know, a hundred to a thousand all the way up to maybe a million hours of testing. If a million people buy your game on day one and play it for an hour, you've you've smashed Any sort of testing Mm -hmm. sort of stratosphere that you could ever think of. So you're going to get things coming back to you that that you could never have comprehended. So we'll have to take a look and see. But I think the around the corner one is, is an interesting conundrum because sometimes you will map out two rooms and there's a wall separating it and yeah we can have a door in ours maybe some games won't but that still might mean that something else might spawn in the other room or zombies might start coming in over there and all of a sudden you look down your hallway and there's like a mob of them coming your way so (laughs) it'll be interesting to see how people how people play it i mean our game will certainly cope with that Mm -hmm. um but it's it's you know, things like audio, you might not hear it because it's actually five meters away and you won't hear it right away. But again, it's it's all capable. You make the room and the game will will, will pick up the pieces. But it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of new stuff will come out of this if we can auto scan you know there's some games that are already doing it where you can walk through multiple rooms at a time and it kind of randomly places things as you're playing it so these are these are some really cool ideas and experiences that I've seen and um, ours is definitely a good party game you get your room set up everybody knows where everything is um, you get a pretty clear score at the end of the round so you can start immediately comparing yourself to your buddies and <laughs> you can quickly reset and calibrate in the in the in the menus as well so you got to be careful with that when you're handing headsets around an MR mm-hmm. because it'll it'll just keep it of the height of the original person that turned on the device. So um, keep your eyes on that. Be safe, I will say about that. But yeah, good uh, good way to to start the night off right. I think a little couple rounds of cabin MR <laughs> to get the get the blood boiling, get the juices flowing, and then and then um well you know just keep playing cabin all night is what I would say. But maybe a few other games too, and try <laughs> out some other goodies. I imagine MR mode for now is single player. Yeah, right now it is. Um, a couple again, safety is a big concern there mm-hmm. with two people in a headset. And again, like I said, you know, you can see each other until one person passes in front of a virtual object. Mm-hmm. Now, if we could get avatar support going that might change some things there Mm -hmm. but again that's another area that isn't perfected yet you know you'll see when you go into mixed reality we have hands in our game but that's just so you can interact with objects a little bit better but if you wave your hand in front of your face you know you'll kind of see that the avatar hand and your actual pass-through hand are a little bit offset just because the pass-through camera can't keep up with the the actual rendered hands that we've given you because um, those are fixed to where the controllers actually are positioned. Mm-hmm. So things like full-body avatar, like virtual avatars in mixed reality, I think we're, we still need to experiment around a little bit with it to get it feeling just right before we release that. But there's also some talk about people being able to come and play in your room in mixed reality. Mm-hmm. But then again, the problem there is... You know, your your couch in your room might not be where the couch is in my room, or mm-hmm. vice versa. Maybe if we made an exact replica of each other's rooms, we could play virtually and have the same experience. But I'm sure there's ways to do it. Uh, this shared shared spatial experience, um, but I think there's still a few things to figure out. I, I believe even maybe legally sharing your. Room Mm -hmm. data with another person is something I'd have to consent to and you'd have to consent to. So it is possible, but I don't think we figured out a way to just say, yep, we're going to do it. It's going to work great. But it's something we're looking into. Um, Like I said, as soon as more stuff becomes available, as soon as we learn more, we're gonna we're gonna keep folding that knowledge back into our already released games because we you know we never st- we ne- we always be supporting
0: that's what we like to say yeah. Support the live games. It's a bright future. I did see an SDK is dropping that is going to try to let people experiment with using the depth sensor so that like your hand since it's only two feet in front of you would actually show up in between you and the virtual door that's eight feet away. Have you touched that at all? Looked at that at all yet? Not yet, no. But that's
1: yeah. We should we should definitely get involved with that. So. Yeah, how would that? Well, we can see, like, we've got virtual hands, so we kind of get around Mm -hmm. that by having Mm -hmm. a a virtual hand. But um, I think you would still be able to see your hand with the depth sensor in front of a virtual item. It's just if
0: another person steps in front of it. That's a good point, though. It depends on the game. So far, I can tell you, like Demio, how they put the posters on the wall. If you reach your physical hand up, it'll go behind the poster, even the poster's ten feet away. But your virtual hand will still stay in front. So that's kind of a next step that people are. I, the, the Quest Three's been out for ten days, and here we're talking about like what's yeah. next. But no, they're no, saying but that if they can get your hand in front, your real hand, the uh, immersion there is going to just be out of the out of this world. Yeah, that is that shouldn't be too hard because we'll mm. know how far away you are
1: from the actual object. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess with the depth sensor, that's something that that um can definitely be made possible. I think another thing that has probably been tricky for for all of us devs who have been working in MR is not all of us had access to the Quest 3 yep. very, very early. Few so you did, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. We were lucky to get our hands on a couple, but but even then we'd already we were well into development by the time we got them. So um most of these experiences have been developed on the two or the pro. Um so to really harness the power of the device, like I think everybody's got some now. We've all rushed out to the store on day one and <laughs> swooped up a couple of them. And um, so we'll we'll start to make use of the depth sensors in due time. But I think even just the pass-through being as good as it is and the the ease of making your boundaries, the ease of scanning your room and then just quickly adjusting it. You know, I'm, I obviously play MR every day, so I can just set up a room in about five minutes now and I'm off to the races. So I can come over to my buddy's house, set up a room, fire up the game and and, and there we go. But yeah, there's always something new, and that's that's what's great. Um, and they make it really easy for devs to have access to tons of forums and support. And I can I can reach out to several different technical people at Meta, and they'll. They'll, they'll point me in the right direction at least. So we'll we'll be keeping our eyes on everything
0: like that. That's awesome. I love to hear that you're getting the support you need because that hasn't always been the case. I think that we touched on, obviously, Drop to the Cabin's the big thing right now. We talked about some of your other games. Make sure people go join your Discord if they want to stay in even closer contact. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about while we're here that we didn't cover? Let me see. I mean, it's just, I, I guess
1: the... The good one is, is, is really if you if you like our games or if something happens in our games that, that you don't like, like we, if you take a look at all of our, you know, reviews and everything, we try and address any issue that anybody has. Like we're, we're a small enough company that we do have the time still to, to talk to people who buy our games. Um, the best way to get in touch with us is on Discord. Um, we run all sorts of beta tests too. So if you're really dying to get your hands on MR, there might be another beta test coming up soon. Um, or anything else that we're going to be releasing in the future, we we do um, value our 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 community members that want to get involved and give us feedback. It's invaluable, you know, because we're all gamers and we're all devs, and and we have opinions. and And sometimes when you're working on something that's so you're so close to, like you just mm-hmm. there's something that someone comes in with fresh eyes will see right off the bat and and suggest an improvement that that we just didn't see, you know, or, or that we never thought of. So we're trying to grow that community so that we can. You know, not only make games that we love and we're passionate about, but also get the community involved so that their passion can can also come over into the games, and we can try and incorporate their feedback and some of the stuff they want to see into our titles. So that's it. Just join the Discord, come say hey. Um, we got lots of friendly people there. MR is awesome. If you haven't tried an MR experience yet, get out there and try one. Um, and obviously, plugging the cabin. 25th of October, the MR update drops. One more time. <laughs> that's kind of it, really. I mean, yeah, no, no other final words. I guess that's. That's all I got to say about that.
0: Well, that's awesome. We'll make sure, of course, there's going to be links in the description. Get in the Discord. Go check out the game. We'll make sure they're in the show notes, too, for those of you listening on audio. Thank you again so much for coming on. It's been really fun to talk about this.
1: Yeah, it's been great. I appreciate uh, you making the time for me this early in the morning. Um, <laughs> what are you well, what are you going to play right now? What What's something that I'd absolutely definitely should have a look at?
0: I got to get through more of the Quest 3 enhanced games just to see the difference. But I was going through a whole bunch of battery testing this last week because I found some issues, actually, with different battery packs in the quest and it forced me to finally play a bunch of red matter too and that game although it's a bit of a walking simulator there is times in that game where you stop and you just look around you're like how is this this beautiful on a quest it's shocking how good some of the scenes in that game look oh nice i'd love the first one
1: Mm -hmm. uh, but i haven't picked up the second one yet so maybe for if they've made a bunch of improvements on the three now might be their best time to go get that if That's you fine. did
0: you ever if you ever tried on the Pro with the foveated rendering, I swear it looks as good on the three without it as it did. It is shockingly good looking game like it's the one if you're trying to show someone what can the quest do with just vr now how beautiful is it that's the one but ultimately it's it's an interesting game but it's slow it's a bit of a walking simulator it's more of a mind game and thinking about what's happening in puzzles yeah and you know if you want someone to be running and gunning and really having a good time drop dead is probably where it's still at there but red matter will show you just the technical capabilities that the quest has and that's also probably partially because the game moves slowly you know you can get away with higher end graphics you don't have all these things going on but yeah that's that's definitely definitely where i'm gonna be at today and then of course on the 25th i'm gonna be in some mr drop dead because i just really want to see more of this mr side nice man well um we can probably get you an early build
1: and and, and hook you up with that too so we'll we'll let you know but um red matter 2 i will definitely go check it out uh, i love the first one like i said so shout out to those guys that's it that's it for me i gotta go finish moving so oh
0: Dang I gotta do today. For all of you out there listening, we gotta say thank you, of course, coming by the podcast. Remember, if you wanna see some of the visuals on screen, see what some of this MR mode looks like, check us out on YouTube, but we're also on every audio platform, including Audible, which is apparently a really big deal. So if you're out there and you're thinking VR, MR, what's it time for? It's time to just dive on in.